I'm sharing a message this morning, uh, and I'm titling it, The Love of God in Action. You, you see people all the time, you talk to people, and, and they know about God. They may call him the man upstairs because they don't really know him. They, they uh, may spend time with him. They may not. But there's people, and I'm talking Christian people, that struggle with being a Christian, with doing what the Word says that a Christian should do. And they, they find themselves uh, in habits that are not pleasing to God. They find themselves doing things that aren't pleasing to God. Uh, they get in the Word and they find out, I'm not supposed to be doing this at all. But they struggle with it. And, you know, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. A transgressor is someone that habitually does things against the will of God. That's a transgressor. Uh, it's a little different than sin. Sin is, this is, this is not right. This is not to be done. You do it. Uh, but when it becomes a habit, when it becomes a, a lifestyle, a way of being, uh, and you do it knowingly, that's transgression. Uh, well, when you sin, you know it. You know, a sinner doesn't need to be told you are a sinner. They know that they're not living right. They know they're not doing right. But sin uh, separates you from God. It keeps you from walking in the fullness of what God has. Now, the reason people, there's several reasons why people struggle with their Christian walk. They're, they're, they don't know about it. They don't know what God considers right and wrong. Uh, they haven't been taught the truth about God. Um, they have doctrine that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Uh, uh, or they just don't care. Whatever influence influences them, they just go with, go with the flow. And, but they struggle as a Christian because they don't know God. And God desires and he's provided the way that, that we as individuals can have an intimate relationship with the Most High God. And not enough people have that. And those that have it sometimes have it on moments, but not, not as a lifestyle, a way of life. Uh, just. And the thing about it is, with God, if, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
then you have the right to enter into the presence of God and love him, let him love you, bask in his glory, just fellowship with him. Talk to him like a, a friend talks to a friend. And you can do that uh, because of what Jesus has done for you. And there's way too many Christians that have no revelation of all that Jesus has done for them. In his death, burial, and resurrection, even his coming to earth and living as a man, his death, burial, and resurrection, and his seating at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for the saints, all that that encompasses, people are ignorant of. They know him as, as a get out of hell free card, <laughs> uh, as as a savior from their sins, uh, so they don't have to spend eternity in hell. But they still have the influences of sin in their life from the world that they lived in. Um, that some of the actions that they are doing are doing uh, didn't change because they weren't ever taught, instructed in the ways of righteousness. And so they struggle. Now, the closer you walk with God, the easier it is to do right because he's right. And the Bible says... Um, in um, I thought I wrote it down here. Uh, I don't think I did write it down, but uh, we have been made through Jesus the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means that we are right like God is. And the way of righteousness is doing right in the eyes of God. Uh, but we've been made that in, in the, the process that Jesus went through in his death, uh, burial, resurrection, uh, and defeating the, de the enemy, and taking the authority back and giving it to us, uh, all of that that he did, um, he paid for our righteousness. Now, we may have been made righteousness through Christ Jesus, but we weren't made holy. We weren't made uh, finished. We have a part to play in that. We have to do something. Now, it's not by works of righteousness. Righteousness doesn't come by works. That is a done deal. We are made righteousness. I'm as righteous today as I was yesterday as I will be tomorrow. But that doesn't make my 
choices right. It doesn't make my thinking right. It doesn't make what I say right. It doesn't make what I do right. It doesn't make uh, what what makes those things is my choice to line up my life, my word, my heart with the word of God. So in order to have a successful Christian life, the most important thing that you need to begin in your life, the, the, the most productive, the most valuable, the most influential thing that you can do is a personal relationship with, with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that starts with the new birth, the receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, believing in your heart that he was raised from the dead, confessing in your mouth that he is Lord, and then pursuing, learning, knowing God. And the first thing you need to know about God is God is love, and everything that he's done, everything that he will, is doing now, everything he will ever do, is out of love because he is love. You can't separate the two. Love and God mean the same thing. God means love. Love means God. They're the same thing. And people have a misconception of what love is because they look at it from a world standpoint and, and their flesh and they say, you know, I love chocolate chip ice cream. Well, no, you really like it, and you desire it, and you'll eat too much of it if you don't have any self-control. But to say you love it isn't the same thing as I love God, or the way God loves me. Now, he said in his word, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, uh, pours the, out the love of the Father God in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And so you love like God loves because of that love that the Holy Spirit has poured out in your heart. Now, you say you love like God loves? How does God love? With every part of his being. Let's look here. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to show you something. In Genesis chapter 1, man, it's hard to do this in this time amount of time. Uh, Let's see. In uh, Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the face of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Let us make man in our image. When he says our image, what is he talking about? He's talking about the Father God, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. And so we are created uh, with a, we are a spirit man. We live in a, a flesh and blood body. We have a soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. Uh, but we are a spirit created in the image of God. Now, the the physical part of our body resembles Jesus, the Word. Uh, in in uh, the f- first chapter of John, it talks about in the beginning was the Word and everything that was made was made by the word God said let there be light he said let there be the moon in the sky and the sun in the sky and the water and the dry land and all of the creation all the animals and all the birds and all the all the plants and all the fish of the sea and he he spoke those things into existence they were created by the word and then it says the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And it's talking about Jesus. When God went to Mary and through the angel and told her that she was blessed among women, she was going to be the father of the Son of God, and she says, no way. No, she didn't say no way. She says, how is this possible? And the angel told her, the Holy Spirit will come upon her and you will conceive the word the son of God and she said be it unto me as you have said she accepted received those words she received the word of God Jesus and he was conceived in her womb and then he lived as a man on the earth without sin and he died as a man on this earth with no sin but he took the sin of all of the world past, present, and future on him, on that cross, and died with it. And so he died for our sins and and cleansed us through his word. And so uh, that miraculous love of God, uh, let's go to um, John chapter 3. I, I'm going to go there and read this. Anybody on earth can quote this. If they've been around any kind of church or Christians at all, they've gotten born again. If they've been to a football game, they've seen this. Um, John 3.16. I'm going to read three verses of Scripture here. And this one you're very, very familiar with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, he didn't come to, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came 
to save the world. And God so loved people, the world, that he gave his only begotten son. Now, love gives. We're talking about the love of God in action. Love gives. Keep that in mind. Go to 1 John chapter 3. We're going to spend a little bit of time. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to take the time to go to 1 John. You read the whole, whole book. But the third chapter, in light of, of, of the love of God, uh, first verse says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Um, that's pretty amazing. John, 1 John 3, verse 16. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. Talking about Jesus. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Love in action. Uh, 1 John 4.10 and this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Um, I meant to look up that word, propitiation. But he's, he, the, the uh, reconciler, the, the remover of uh, our sins, uh, Taking sin out of the way. And then they read scripture that if you do right, you're right. And, um, but there's, there's some misconceptions that people have about works, doing works. It's not by works of righteousness that we've done that we're saved. It's by the work Jesus did in his life, death, burial, and resurrection and seating at the right hand of the Father. That's the works that made us righteousness. Now, there are things that we're, we do, but we, um, that, I, you know, there's, there's consequences for things you do in life. Um, but, but the rewards that you do for doing right in the eyes of God uh, are, are because of obedience to the truths. And it's not, you don't do it to get God to do something. You do it because you love Him. Um, and that is love in action. Why do you do what you do? Why do you give? Why do you, why do you obey the, com the command to tithe? Why do you do that? Because you love God and you love people. Uh, the Bible is, you go through and look up love of God uh, in the Bible and when that's used and your relationship between the love of the Father the Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. He loved us while we were yet sinners. Uh, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 1.
We're going to get to the end of this here in a minute. Hebrews chapter 1 and uh, we'll start with the first verse God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the worlds who being the brightness of of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they so God Jesus uh was the express image of God and his nature and love because he so loved us he gave his only son Jesus went to the cross because he loved us Jesus was obedient to the father out of love for us his love in action and because he did that then we received that love and love one another the Bible says you will know they will know us by our name nope uh, because we go to a church no because of our love one for another uh, so um, Matthew uh, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. See, if people look at God through the the books in the Old Testament, they can get an idea of God that doesn't show his true nature. It doesn't show his love. Now, everything he did in the Old Testament, he did out of love. But uh, love... Uh, the love of God for Christians who have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they have this adoption 
by God as children. And uh, this is one of the struggles that people have with, with walking with God is because their image of a father is much different than Father God. Their earthly father compared to Father God, world's a difference. That, that this looks more like the devil than like Heavenly Father. Uh, not in every case, but you take a family where uh, God is Lord, God is supreme, Jesus is Lord, they, they pursue righteousness, they, they're in the word, they doers of the word, they pray together, they, they don't forsake the fellowshipping of themselves together, they sit under uh, an anointed word of God, they learn, they grow, uh, they pray for each other, and the image those children have of father is more in line with the father God than somebody who is born in a family where no one serves God. And so that's a, that's a struggle. Um, that's one of the reasons that the enemy comes against families so hard to divide, to, to separate, to, to uh, tear down the family. Because a family, in God's eyes, is, is the, best there, the best there is. And he based his whole creation on families. You know, he told Adam and Eve, go forth and multiply. Um, replenish the earth. Um, so, First uh, John 4. We love him because he first loved us. And then we take this love that God loved us with and we walk in it by faith and we love God with our heart, soul, and mind. We have that intimate fellowship with him. And then we love one another. Uh, we love people because God loves people. And the thing that happens, and this is going to be uh, another teaching here, but I'm not going to get into to this, but the devil doesn't like this. Uh, he doesn't like Christians. He doesn't like people doing, being like Jesus. He doesn't like people walking in love. If if there's division, if there's strife, if there's hatred, if there's lying and cheating and murder and and all these evil things operating in people, it's because of the devil. Because that didn't come from God. Those those things God abhors. He he hates. He they're sin. They're the works of the flesh. And the devil will keep you operating in the flesh to keep you from becoming like God, becoming 
a, a man of, or woman of love and loving people and help serving people and helping people and encouraging people and building people up and so um, there's there's some uh, ideas thoughts whatever that have have gotten into the church and I'll teach on this at a later time because I don't have time now but the the enemy brings condemnation he's the accuser of the brethren and so you mess up and you you do something wrong you 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 uh, say something to your wife out of frustration and then the devil will accuse you he'll accuse you to her he'll accuse you to yourself he brings condemnation but the Holy Spirit has come and his job is to convict you and when you're convicted it brings you to repentance and brings you back into fellowship with God condemnation moves you away from God conviction will draw you back in and that's what the Holy Spirit's job is so and the Spirit of God the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you as a Christian and you wrap your head around that why are you doing what you're doing if you've got the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead why are you dumbling around in the world doing what the world's doing when you could be doing what Jesus was doing and that's what he wants us to do we're to do the works of Jesus and greater works than these because he went to the Father. And so uh, how, did, how did it all operates through love. Everything God does, he does through love. Everything we do for God, if it's going to be effective, is out of the love of God that's in our hearts to, to do and to help and to be uh, uh, a servant for God to further the kingdom so God's love in action because of his love he sent his son Jesus to us and he, he did this before we were born he knew he provided this for us uh, Jesus came to restore mankind to a personal relationship with the Father God. That was God's love in action. And for us, God's love in action is to take that same love that God loved us with, that we love Him with, and love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And if we're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus then you can love yourself because you're right in the eyes of God and you can, you're right in your own eyes if you'll meditate on that and, and see yourself that way and then but we're going to talk about the next week we're going to talk about the sin problem which really isn't a problem people make it a problem but it's not really a problem so we're going to talk about that next week but love people and you do this by choice you know 
God said, I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. And that is the life of following God, of receiving the works of Jesus that he did for you and walking them out in your life. But you do that all by a choice. You come to the Father by a choice. You just put your thinking down, put your your circumstances to aside, and you sit down and you go before God and say, God, here I am. I love you. Thank you for loving me. You can sit there and just bask in the love of God and talk to him like a friend talks to a friend and you can tell him what's going on he already knows he's telling what's going on he'll forgive you restore you set you back on and the Bible says that you confess, confess your sins he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and when God cleans something it's clean he takes your sin throws it in in the sea of forgetfulness and it's like it never happened in his eyes and it comes to the place in your eyes as you wash your wash your mind with the word renew your mind to the word and you will see it's like all of that junk that you were doing that you were as a sinner like that all happened to somebody else that was I mean you remember it but it was like it somebody else it was somebody else's life and it was it was that old man's life that old man that you put down that you and you do it all works by love it all works by love the love of God in action we thank you father for your word we thank you for the hearers of this word we believe father they'll not only be hearers but they'll be doers they'll be inspired to dig into the truth of your word and find out where they are what they need to do go before you in the precious name of Jesus and you help them restore them bring them to the place of fellowship that you desire for them father they walk into it we have the honor and the privilege to come boldly to the throne of grace where we find grace and mercy and help in time of need. And we thank you, Father, because of what Jesus did for us. We have that relationship with the Father, that love in action in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>